Well, good morning. Welcome to Blue Springs Christian Church. We're glad that you've decided to worship with us today, whether you're joining online or in person. We just want to welcome you. Would you please stand as we come into a time of worship together? Let's clap.
One gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer. There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom. My steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hope, my hope is only Jesus. For my life is wholly bound to His. Oh, how strange and divine I can sing. All is mine, yet not I, but through Christ. In me, the night is dark, but I am not forsaken. For by my side, the Savior, He will stay. this 
seated and just as we continue in our time of worship we're gonna take a moment just to reflect upon the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf and so for those of you that call Jesus Lord we want to invite you into this time of communion and so if you would please just grab your communion cup that you um, maybe were able to get as you came in go and remove the top and eat the bread and, and drink the juice as you would and and just remembrance of, of Jesus and his sacrifice on our behalf. join me in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice that you've made on our behalf. And Father, it's because of that that we can truly say, Lord, that it's, um, it's no longer we who live. Lord, we've been crucified with you. Lord, that our old has gone and our new has come, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, that all of our hope, all of our security, all of our peace is in you. Father, we know that you are alive in heaven, Lord, and you are alive within us. Lord, we look forward to the day of, of being with you, Lord, fully. Lord, help our hearts and our minds just to be focused on you now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning. So very incredibly glad to see so many of you worshiping with us this morning. And we're so glad whether you're here in person or if you're joining us online, we're just very thankful that you're worshiping with us today. We're putting a number on the screen right now. It's gonna be up here for just a few minutes while I talk. If you have not yet done this, I really encourage you to pull out your phones and put this number in your phone, uh, title it BSCC Text. We use this number for a lot of different things. One of the main things we use this for is this is how we know who all is joining us. Um, whether you're here on campus or you're online, if you would just text your name 
to this number, uh, we would know that you are worshiping with us today. and We'd love to have a record of your attendance. And if this is your very first time to worship with us, please text the word new to this number and we'll collect just a little bit of information. We have a special gift we want to send you and we would just like to get to know you a little bit and let you get to know us some as well. Uh, this is also one way that you can give. You can text the word give to this number. It'll walk you through a very simple process to give via text. And whether you're giving via text or if you're putting your tithes and offerings in the boxes at the back of the auditorium, if you're mailing them in or giving online, all your tithes and offerings go to the same place and they're used throughout the week to further God's kingdom and do his ministry here at Blue Springs Christian Church in our community and around the world. And we are just very, very grateful for your partnership with us in the ministry of Jesus Christ here. And in just a minute, Dave's going to come forward. He's going to tell you about how we're using some of your gifts in the months ahead. I think you'll find this very exciting. And he will be on stage just right after this short video. Hi, BSCC. I want to say a special hi to everybody online as well. It's great to be with you. So glad you're worshiping with us here. Good to be with everybody here on campus as well. As Dave mentioned, I just want to, before we get into the message, uh, take a few minutes to highlight some of the great ministries and opportunities, activities happening this summer so you can be aware of them and, and be connected into them. I want to just start here in the month of May. We are going to be working with Mother's Refuge in a number of ways, uh, looking to, to, to just bless and encourage this organization. It's a wonderful organization that shelters and educates homeless, pregnant, and young parenting women. And so we're going to do some repairs and service projects there for Mother's Refuge. We're going to feed uh, the moms a lunch one day. And then on Mother's Day, uh, in recognition and honor of all of our BSCC moms, we're going to make a special financial donation to Mother's Refuge as well and that organization. So that's in May. In June and July, we're going to work with Habitat for Humanity. And we're going to take four days to help build a home. Uh, with, with this great organization for a family in need in our community. So that's June and July. You can see those, check out those dates on our website and see if, if you can come out and help with that. We're also going to be taking a mission trip. Those that, that uh, are able to go, this could be families, uh, individuals. We're going to go down to Mexico. We've been partnering with Hero Makers for over a decade down there. The great work they do with orphanages down there. So we'll just go right across the border, uh, spend a week helping with a children's home down there. Love to have you participate in that and then we'll also connect with our, our good friends at show me Christian youth home and do some some serving there and some projects with them this summer as well so you know lots of opportunities BSC Sears for you to grow in faith and in Christ likeness through serving I want to talk about our students uh, just a great calendar for our students this summer first of all on May the 26th they're going to have a end of the school year bash, lots of lots of games and food and fun, fun. Then 
on May 30th, so this is very early in the summer, high schoolers, this will be your week of camp, uh, May 30th. On July 6th will be our middle schoolers week of camp. And then starting the week of June 27, that's when our high schoolers will take their mission trip with Matt up to South Dakota and do some, some work up there. And I just wanted to say something to all of our students and all of the parents. The, these week-long, be a camp or be a dismission trip, the, these can be spiritual markers that energize and propel the faith of a young person. Not just in their teen years, but well beyond. That, that's, that's certainly been my personal experience. And so I just, I urge, you know, every parent, do, do all you can to get this on your schedule for your students, uh, these opportunities this summer. Let me say something to just, just families. Our next-gen ministries are going to be hosting a lot of different opportunities to connect together this, this summer. First of all, three weeks from today, so that would be the 23rd of May, there's going to be an open house and a pancake breakfast happening during the 9.30 worship hour. And the idea there is for parents, you to be able to, to get in the classroom, be able to meet the teachers and leaders that, that are influencing and teaching your children each week and just, just be able to have that connection. Also then later in the summer, June 25th, our next-gen ministry is going to be hosting a uh, movie night, outdoor movie night. So under the stars, that'll be a really fun evening for our families. Our children's ministry, right in the heat of the summer, then July the 17th, they're going to be hosting a, a water game night. And as this, they kind of cool the kids off, and, and that'll be a fun night. And then on August 21st, so as summer is winding down, we'll have a back-to-school um, cookout that our next-gen ministry is providing. So wanted to just help families see, you know, we, we have lots of opportunities for children, for, for students, for, for families to be connecting this summer, and that, that's such an important thing to do. Let me say some things to our adults here. We've, we're starting our small groups up for the summer in June. So we'll have summer small groups going in June and July that, you know, new topics and, and times and things you want to be looking at. If you're single, we're going to be having our second Saturday event every month this summer. Uh, there's going to be monthly dinners that our singles will be enjoying together and some other events so that our, our singles are able to just, you know, enjoy their relationships, uh, enjoy life together and, and, and uh, have those, those times. So lots, lots there for our singles. Also want to highlight two weeks from today on May the 16th, we're going to begin a new ministry here. It's going to be an evangelism team that Heath Sears is going to be leading. He's a, a longtime leader here at BSCC, and I would say probably one of the most gifted and passionate and humble people that I know when it comes to sharing the good news of Jesus with other people. And so he's, he's asked, could, could I begin this, this team? And, and I'm excited about that. So, you know, if you have an interest in just learning about that coming out, we're going to provide a couple of opportunities on the 16th during this 11 o'clock worship hour. Uh, we'll, have a, we'll have Heath there meeting with those that can come. But then if you're worshiping at 11, right afterwards, then at 12, we'll even have lunch for you and be able to meet with Heath and talk about that new ministry. Next week's Mother's Day, we're going to have a very special guest speaker here, Haley Woods is going to come and bring, bring a message on Mother's Day. Haley and her husband Justin have been members here at BSCC. And then six years ago when we helped uh, with Revive Church getting started in Independence, uh, they, they joined with them. Haley's been on staff ever since then. Uh, she's their connections pastor, uh, mother of two, great leader. I, I'm, I'm excited about what God's put on her heart 
to come and share with moms and with all of us uh, in the message next week. Then after Mother's Day, we'll continue with our God's Amazing Promises uh, series of messages in our worship time through May. And then in June, we're going to do our summer series called Growing in My Faith. And what we're going to do is we're just going to learn from some of the examples of the great women and men of faith that we read about in the Bible. Draw from their experiences, their, their examples, and, and, and how do we live you know, a faith-filled life. And that's going to be the, the focus. You know, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anybody who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's my hope for you, church. That, that's my, my hope for you as a person, as an individual, that this summer you would continue to grow in your faith by believing even to a greater degree than you ever have before that Jesus is with you, that he exists, he is present in your life, and that he will reward you if you earnestly seek him because that's the promise that he's made to you. And all of these different ministries that I just kind of touched on, these different events and activities, they, they're aimed at, at assisting and helping you in this way to grow, to grow in your love for God, to grow in your love for people, and to grow in having a heart for serving like Jesus. So be sure you check out our website, bscc.org. Uh, be, be sure that you're on our distribution list. Every Tuesday afternoon, we send out an e-newsletter. Just church news, you know, this is what's going on, so you're, you're aware. Reach out to any of our staff if you have questions. You know, COVID has left all of us with this intense emotional and spiritual need to, you know, to be together. So this summer, be sure that you're, you know, you're connecting with us, you're serving with us, and you're, you're growing in Christ with us. Well, I want to begin the message by asking you, is there anybody besides me uh, in this service that, that at times, some days, could use uh, some more energy? <laughs> okay, a few of you. Now, come on now. Could, could, some days you could use some more energy. I mean, I would say the only people really that I would say would qualify to say, I've got enough energy. In fact, I've got, I've got a surplus of energy. You could siphon off my energy and, you know, um, you know, help other people or whatever. The only people that would really, that group would, that would qualify for that would be four-year-old children. <laughs> four-year-old children like my granddaughter, Jaden. You know, take a look at her. There she is. I mean, just the energy level that Jaden has from when she first gets up to when she goes to bed at night. It's just absolutely incredible. Parents, parents of little kids, grandparents with, with little ones, you, you know what I'm talking about. But I'd say all the rest of us, there are days where we could use some more energy, you know. What about positivity as well, would you say? You know, some, some days yeah, I, I, I could have a more positive spirit. I, I, I could have a more positive attitude. Remaining energetic, remaining positive. Th these are things we, we need to be resilient. To not be defeated by the adversities and the setbacks that inevitably will come in this fallen, broken world that we live in. To be resilient. To keep running that race. To accomplish the things that God has for us in Christ to do. We're in this series where we're looking at promises that God makes to us in the Bible. These are amazing promises that shape our lives. That give direction to us. And the promise we're going to look at today is the one I think that empowers us to be resilient. That empowers us to stay positive. That empowers us to stay energetic. 
that empowers us to, to keep running that race that God has for us. But first, let me just kind of share a moment about the reality of life, the sort of the bad news. Isaiah describes it this way. The earth suffers for the sins of its people, but they've twisted God's instructions. They've violated his laws, and they've broken his everlasting covenant. The earth has broken up. It's utterly collapsed. It's, it's violently shaken. So, I mean, everything on earth is broken. I mean, the reality is that that when evil and sin came into God's good creation, we read about it in Genesis 3, everything got messed up. And so nothing is perfect anymore. Nothing. I mean, the weather's not perfect. There's tsunamis, there's earthquakes, tornadoes, all these natural disasters. The, the, the economy, you know, is not perfect. Uh, your, the, uh, your, your plans don't work perfectly. Some of you are very, very detailed planners, and yet even the best plans, you know, something comes in and messes it up. Just, you know, the, everything. Not, nothing works perfectly. Your body doesn't work perfectly. Anybody want to, you know, acknowledge that? I've had some conversations out in the lobby this morning uh, about <laughs> some challenges we're having with our bodies. Your relationships don't work perfectly. Anybody want to give a testimony? Even, I mean, no matter how much two people love each other, you see. And so if nothing works perfectly, how do we remain resilient? How, how, do, we, how do we stay encouraged and, and, and strong and, 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 and persevere? We embrace a promise that I want to share with you from God's Word that He makes to us. It's one of the amazing promises in the Bible. Romans 8, 28. Let me read it. And we know that God causes everything. So not just some of the things that go on in your life and happen in your life. The promise is God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So if you love God, he says, every single thing that happens in your life, I'm going to use it. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to mix it together and I'm going to form something good from it. Even the bad stuff. Anybody can bring good out of good. God specializes in bringing good out of bad. So here's how we do it. To remain resilient, to keep running that race, to, to keep persevering. This is what we do. We embrace God's promise that he has a greater plan. He's got a greater plan for you. That's this promise of Romans 8.28. Now before we talk about what, what's involved in this promise, let me just uh, share with you, you know, what, what he's not saying here to us in this verse. First of all, God is not saying to us that everything that happens in, in our lives is good. Because we know there's a lot of bad stuff, there's a lot of evil that happens in this broken world. He's also saying that not everything that happens to you is, is God's will. There's a lot that, that happens in our lives that's not the will of God. Some of that we bring on ourselves. Some of it just happens to us. And then <clears throat> this promise is not for everybody. So if you don't love God, everything's not coming together for good. In fact, really just, just the opposite. You're going in the other direction because you're going against you know, the, your creator and his, his plan for you. So what, what is this promise saying to us here? 
It's saying to us that if we love God and we seek his purpose, he says, I commit to you that everything that goes on in your life, I'm aware of it, everything, I'm going to use it, I'm going to weave it together in a way that brings about, that forms something good. So I've got a greater plan for you. And that, that greater plan, that, that good, and it, it will certainly uh, benefit us in, in terms of as we love God and seek his purpose, we're going we're gonna to become more like Christ. We're going we're gonna to become more loving. We're, we're going we're gonna to grow on the inside. As a result, we're going to have a sense of, of, of purposefulness in our lives and a sense of, of joy that, that comes from being a part of, of the greater plan of God. But this good goes well beyond us. It, it's primarily focused on, on the good that God wants to bring to others in our lives and through our lives. That as we, as we love God and we seek His purpose, we get caught up in this grand plan that God has to redeem and restore this broken and fallen world through Jesus, the, the good news of the gospel, that we're, we're, we're caught up in that, that great plan that God has, you see. And so it, it goes well beyond just, you know, good that, that we end up being able to experience out into, you know, the world. I don't know if you saw this movie. This came out a few years ago called Hardball. Uh, Keanu Reeves starred in it, and it was about a successful businessman that was a recovering alcoholic. And he and his wife, they make this decision that they're going to live in the uh, they're going to live in the the near west side of Chicago, so that they could impact uh, children and young people uh, that live there that were at risk, underprivileged, just. Through, through, through Little League Baseball. That was going to be their strategy. That uh, they were going to get kids off the streets. They were going to get kids into mentoring relationships through, uh, through an initial involvement with Little League Baseball. And this, this movie was based on the life of uh, Bob Musikowski. His story and his wife's story. But there's, there's something that happened in their lives that's not in the movie that I want to share with you. So after they'd been living there for a few years, Bob's wife goes into the garage and she gets attacked. A, she gets attacked by a man with a shovel. She's pregnant at the time. Somehow she has the presence of mind as she's being attacked to, to press the clicker and, and open the garage. And, and the, her attacker runs out and flees. So later then at the hospital, Bob says to her, that's it. We are moving to the suburbs. And I want to share with you what she said to her husband. She said this to him. Oh, I get beat up and suddenly God's called us out of the city. There's a greater plan, you see. And sometimes the adversity and sometimes the setbacks can, can be monumental. But there's a greater plan, you see. That's the promise that we have from God in Romans 8.28. That he promises if you love him and you seek his purpose, that he will do a work in your life and through your life where he will weave everything, even the bad stuff that happens in a way that forms something good. So Bob and his wife, they continue to live there. They continue to do that work. And, and they're eventually able to start a high school for these kids on the west side of Chicago bless hundreds and thousands of, of students. And they named the, the high school Hope Academy. 
I love that name. That's the promise of Romans 8.28. That every day we can say there is hope in this day. Because there's a greater plan that God has for me. That as I seek him and love him, he's going to be doing a work that only he can do. But he's promised to do it. And he's a promise keeper. So how do we embrace how do we embrace this promise? That's what, that's what I want to talk with you about. This incredible promise that God makes to us where he says, I'm going I'm to take everything and I'm going to use it in your life to bring about, shape something good for my glory. Well, there's a vertical part to the answer and there's a horizontal part and both are necessary. And I want to make sure I emphasize that. Because it's just a part of how God wired every human being up. We've got to have both parts. Now, by the vertical part, I'm talking about God, our relationship with God and His, His place as we, as we love Him and seek His purpose. And so, to remain resilient and keep running the race and, and persevere vertically, you have got to stay close to God. Now, I want to go to Matthew 26 with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's at this place in his life where to persevere because he knows what's coming. It's going to take everything that, he, that he's got. He, he's seen crucifixions. And he, he knows that it's not just the, the physical, the, 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 the pain and the torture of, of, of a Roman crucifixion and the emotional humiliation that he's going to go through. But as the son of God, he's also aware of this greater plan where the weight of the sins of, 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 of my life and yours and, and all of the world is going to be coming, bearing down upon him in those hours of the crucifixion. Just that, that hell there that will be, you know, he'll bear that for us. He'll take our place. That, that's what is before him. The Bible says that he is so caught up in this, in this dread of what is before him and this, this resolve to... to, to to move ahead that, that his sweat is, has a mixture of blood in it. Let me read to you what he does here, what, what it says. Verse 39, going a little farther, Jesus fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he just pours out his fear and he pours out his dread and he pours out his anxiousness vertically to his father here in the garden throughout the night and then he emerges and I want, I want to read to you what he says to the disciples here, verse 45. Look, the hour has come. He says, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Do you sense the change that happens in Jesus, you see? He enters the Garden of Gethsemane, sorrowful and anxious. He leaves determined, prepared. And God the Father meets him in that time of connecting where he strengthens Jesus. And the will of Jesus and the resolve of Jesus connects with the will and resolve of, of his heavenly Father and the greater plan that the Father has. That's why Jesus left the glories of heaven to come here, you see. And this is an example of, of what God will do in our lives as well as we, as we take that time. And, and Jesus, he, he, he emerges from this time of intense, intimate prayer and focus vertically on, on the Father. He, he, he leaves it and he's like, let's go. I'm ready. And we don't see him anxious. We don't see him hesitant again. When you stay close to God, he empowers you. 
to be able to, whatever, whatever this wicked fallen world throws at you, to be able to persevere, to be resilient, to keep running that race, knowing God is in control. He's got a greater plan. And I'm caught up in that in Jesus because he's committed to me that he's going to form something good out of every single thing that happens, you see. We read in Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For God, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, you see. As the psalmist connects vertically, just, just knowing that God is there, that he's a loving shepherd, that he, he, he hears us as his sheep, that he, he cares about our burdens, that, that he is a mighty good shepherd. He, he is all-powerful. We need not fear, you see. And it just enables us to be resilient. It, it enables us to, to have energy for what is before us, to be able to, to remain positive. And so God gives us Scripture. And he gives us prayer. And he gives us the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You see, all these vertical ways that we're able to, to be empowered, to be resilient, to keep running that good race. Last week, we, we talked, really the message was really about this as well, where we talked about the promise of God's peace that comes, it's this vertical part, that as we tell God what we need, that there is a peace. Jesus said, peace I give to you, my peace I will give to you. I don't give as the world gives, that's circumstantial. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not be, this peace, so if you miss that, I would encourage you to go back because that also is about this vertical part that just empowers us to remain resilient. But I want to go on to the horizontal part because this is the one I think for a lot of us, we have, we have trouble keeping this in our mind that this is just part of how God wired us up. It's, it's, it's not optional. And so to remain resilient as well then, to persevere horizontally, you and I, we have got to be receiving strength through supportive relationships. And I want to take you back to Matthew 26 and Jesus in the garden. So he's pouring out his dread and his fear to his Father in heaven. His sweat has a mixture of drops of blood in it. But I want you to see what else he does because he, he turns to three of the disciples, Peter, James, and John. Listen to what he says, verse 38. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. So here's Jesus. He's talking to God, but he says, I also need the vertical. Or I'm sorry, I also need the horizontal, you see. And so the vertical alone is not, it's not sufficient. It's not sufficient to remain resilient. It's just the way God wired us up. We need the horizontal as well. He, he strengthens us. He encourages us as we support each other as well. His Holy Spirit will work through those relationships. Let me give you an, another example of this. This is in 2 Corinthians 7. So Paul is talking about his struggles. He's beaten, he's tortured, he's in prison. Look what he says in verse 6. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us, how? By the coming of Titus. So God could have given Paul a, a, a Bible verse. I mean, he gave Paul many verses of, of the Bible in that moment. He could have done a miracle in Paul's life. He did miracles in and through Paul that we read about. But here in this instance, God brings a person, Titus, to encourage and strengthen Paul. You see, that's just, 
That's just part of how God wired us up and, and this universe up for us to, to live. That, that horizontal part. And I know that this is hard to keep in our heads and that COVID has just really challenged this part of being resilient, staying positive, staying energized. But there's been actually studies done in the social sciences about people that have gone through extreme you know, crises, just extraordinary catastrophes and, and such POWs. Uh, people that have been held hostage, other types of trauma. Dr. Julius Segal is one of the leading experts in this field of research. Let me read to you something that he wrote. Few captives suffered more than Vice Admiral James Stockdale, who served 2,714 days as a POW in Vietnam. On one occasion, his captors shackled his legs and arms and left him in glaring sunshine three blistering days while guards beat him repeatedly to keep him from sleeping. After one beating, Stockdale heard a towel snapping out in a code that the POWs had devised, a message that he would never forget. It was five letters, G-B-U-J-S, God bless you, Jim Stockdale. Seagal writes that that these, these POWs, the, the briefest moments that they would have in connecting with each other relationally became literally, you know, a life and death deal for them. And the creativity and the determination that these prisoners of, of war, you know, it, you know, expressed in the way in which they supported each other under, you know, overwhelming obstacles is just... It's incredible. For, for example, Seagal writes, if one man walked by another's cell, he would drag his sandals in code to send a message. And they would send messages to each other. And the noises they would make as they would shake out their blanket. And the noises they would make as they belched. And as they blew their nose. And as they snored. And other bodily noises. Just, Incredible. You know, I mentioned COVID. It's, it's really caused the, the receiving and giving of strength and through supportive relationships, so challenging. But as I look back on the pandemic myself this last year, it's really been one of the main ways that God's strengthened me, that God's given me some energy and a sense of being resilient and, and continuing to run the race. And so I just, you know, for, you know, whatever longer we, we're going to need to, you know, wear masks and whatever other challenges with the pandemic or not, just don't ever forget the strength that you bring. When you take the time and you make the effort to encourage somebody to just lift them up, build them up, as the Bible talks about us doing for one another. You know, COVID is really, three things have grown from COVID. Insecurity, fear, loneliness. It's so important as a church that we seek to be a light horizontally for, for Jesus every way that we can through both our actions and words that we're like communicating, Jesus loves you and so does his church. Hang in there. God has a greater plan, you see. Resilient people wouldn't be resilient 
if it were not for the love and the support and the strength that they've received from others. And before the message, you know, I went over several ways this summer that you can connect here relationally. And all of us, we need to be connected with other believers if we're going to embrace this promise. If we're going to embrace this promise of God that empowers us really to be resilient with the knowledge God is at work. He's got a greater plan. And so let me ask you, what do, what do you... What do you need to do right now to embrace, to embrace this promise that God makes to you in Jesus? Romans 8, 28, where he says, if you love me, I promise you that I'm going to take everything that happens, I'm going to use it, I'm going to mix it together in a way that forms something good. God specializes in bringing good out of bad. So don't give up. Be resilient. Reach out to God every day. I love where it says in James 4, come near to God and he will come near to you. What a promise, church. What a promise on the vertical part. But don't forget about the horizontal part because that's not optional. We need each other as well. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we rejoice in this time of worship as we consider the promise that you make to us in Romans 8.28. That you would love us, each of us personally, to the, to the, to the degree, to the depths where you will say, I'm, I'm going to take everything that happens. And, and we know that you are all knowledgeable, God. So you know, you, you see everything that happens. You say, I'm going to take it, even the bad and the evil. And I'm going to mix it together. And I'm going to use it in a way that brings good. We, we look at the cross. And we see that. Now you take that, that evil. Of people who, who took our sinless Savior. And they executed Him. They crucified Him. But you turned that around and you brought about our salvation. Oh, God, if you would do that, we can be confident. We, we, we can be confident in this promise. Help us to live out this promise, God, every single one of us, to see what we need to do today to embrace this promise. Help us this coming week to be near you, to stay close to you. Thank you for the gift of prayer. That through Jesus you have said that we can come boldly right into your throne room whenever we need grace and mercy. That you'll provide that for us. Thank you for your church. Thank you for the opportunities both online and here on campus that we can be connected. Help, help us to invest in that. To recognize that that's a part of, of how you wired us up. Jesus is our example in this as well. So, Lord, use us this week. Help us to be mindful of how we can spur each other on toward love and good deeds. Oh, we welcome, we welcome that greater plan. We welcome this promise, this working of your Holy Spirit. Be glorified in this way. In all of our lives, we pray. And we bring this prayer to you. And the one who makes it possible, the name of our Savior, Jesus, and all of God's people said, Amen.
Let's stand together and sing. Thank you. 
amazing promise that God causes all things to work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. I pray that you would leave with that hope, that truth, that reality that is the truth for those that are in Christ. We're gonna go ahead and dismiss you. We pray you just have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. Uh, feel free to leave out of any door. If you could just maintain some distance, we'd appreciate it. Thanks, bye-bye.